on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What's up guys, it's Andy Priscilla and this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Today we have AQ and AF And as always, I am joined by my handsome co-host Hey Hey. Hey. <laughs> White Lightning. White Lightning, baby. What's up, bro? <laughs> hey, what's the fee? Tell them about the fee. Guys, you got to pay the fucking fee, all right? And and first of all, f- to you guys, because um, we get them, right? It's the same people, right? And yeah, I, yeah. we appreciate you guys. Yeah. I really, really do. And I, and I know it sucks because we're not able to get everybody. But share the fucking show, guys, please. Mm-hmm. Share the show, all right? If you get something Tell out them. of it. Yeah, if you get something out of it. Tell them. If it makes you fucking better. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> Tell them, man. Share the shit, man. Like, if, if, I feel like we were just talking about this, man. We're, we're you know, we're praise Jesus. These, yeah, <laughs> you're speaking the gospel. Black Jesus, black Jesus. Can we pray to black Jesus? Is that okay? Jesus Kore- was, Kore- I, Korean I, Jesus. Jesus was probably more black than he was white. Yeah, that's highly Be possible. Honest. I yeah. know that's gonna make that's some controversy, Ooh, yeah. but. You know, right. I'm pretty sure you had a good tan. Diverse Jesus. That's right. Praise, yeah. I mean, guys, share the show, man. You get something out of it. Makes you laugh. This show should make, I mean, fuck, that's what, minute in? If you they already got the fucking laugh. Yeah, I mean, fuck. You laughing already? Exactly. Share the fucking show. Just share it right now. Just All stop right. what you're doing and share the show. Cool. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. You're coming up in the world, hey, man. bro. I, I, got, I, got a, I got a good uh, mentor. I, hey, who is he? Sal? Sal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart. You're listening to the doctor. Yeah, Dr. Sal. Yeah. Man. It's about as smart to listen to all the other doctors. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right. So Q&A. Q&A-F, baby. All right. Let's go. Q&F, Q&A-F. How's it work? So, guys, I asked Andy three questions. Um, and as always, you can email your questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Um, I read them out and we see what he says. Sounds so good. question number one. So so this has to do with 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 business people that you meet in business or even just in, in personal life, what are the top three characteristics or traits that you look for in people to either deal with them in business or even just in personal life? Like, are they, are they the same three traits or are they different? You know, I don't, I don't break it down like that. I think everybody's got their own unique uh, traits that make them uh, interesting or valuable. Um you know, I, I try not to have preconceived notions. And then what I try to do is identify people's gifts because as an operator of a business, um, we have use for all different sorts of talents and everybody has different propensity for talents or skills or uh, gifts. So if you close your mind down to the aspect of these are the top three qualities you're going to end up with the same kind of person. And what's going to happen is you're going to try to fit that same kind of person into all these different roles that actually require different traits, different skills, or different gifts. So I try to look at people with an open mind and identify what they have. But the things that are like must have, um, for me, there are some things, right? Like I have to have someone who is um, a realist right? Someone who can identify the tasks for what they are or identify the situation for what it is and react to the actual factual situation. uh, Unemotionally. Yeah, unemotionally. Like, you know, when we're running a business, we're trying to run a play 
in business um, and execute that play perfectly, I don't really give a fuck how you feel about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. this is this is reality. Yeah. And that's the uh, that's the world and perspective and worldview that I operate in. So I don't like to be around people who are high maintenance, uh, bring me their emotional issues, um, complain about what's going on at home. Those things to me devalue people in in my eyes because um, I'm not here to to be your counselor. Right. I'm here to help you make a fuck ton of money. And we do that by changing people's fucking lives. Yeah. So we have to react within the real. I think that's probably my main thing. My main thing is that you're able to look at the facts. You're able to put your personal feelings maybe over here to the side uh, and open your mind to different perspectives. You know, there's other things too. Like I got to have people around me that are open to learning new skills on their own um, because we're constantly moving in a million different directions. And if I don't have people who are open to learning and developing, for example, like in a lot of corporate structures or business structures, you get people that come in and they say, well, I'm this. Yeah. Well, hey, motherfucker, I need you to be this plus a little bit of that, that, that. Yeah. Well, that's not my job. Well, then guess what? You don't have a fucking job. Yeah, you're right. It's not your job. That's right. <laughs> so like, you know, people who can take initiative, you know, honestly, like our core values of our of all of our companies are, yeah. are really non-negotiable. But um, yeah, I think it's important to understand that not everybody's going to have the same skill set. And if you look at people through a one, two, three uh, type view, you're going to cause yourself a lot of pain in business over the years because what you'll do, and I did this, this is why I'm speaking about it, you'll develop in, uh, people in the same framework and then try to stick them into jobs that requires a different framework um, and it just won't work. And what will end up happening is you'll end up believing that those people are bad just and they suck yeah. when in reality they could be a rock star over here. There's a book all about this called Good to Great. Um you could get it anywhere. I wouldn't get it on Amazon, get it somewhere else. But uh, that book will explain the concepts that I'm talking about. You know, I don't, I just don't believe in narrowing it down that hard because everybody's so different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense, yeah. man. Fuck. I was not expecting that's such a great answer. Well, dude, I mean, like a, a creative type person is a creative, you know, uh, a type A is a type A. Yeah. Uh, you know, you need all kinds of different character qualities and skills and traits to make a business run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And those like, needs are ever changing. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. And, and dude, the person who might be uh, qualified to, you know, run, let's say a retail operation may not be the same person who's qualified to uh, run the entire operation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, or, maybe that's not the person that you could plug into your creative department. They probably struggle there. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you have to figure out where everybody fits. Uh, and I think a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to make everybody fit into their framework. And that's why they can't ever get a culture to really grow. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, dude, you walk through our businesses and our companies. It's not that everybody's the same. People are very different. People of all backgrounds, all different uh, cultures, uh, you know, all the differences that make up society. Yeah. We've got them all. For sure. But the reason that people gel is because of the foundational principles that we all believe in uh, regarding core values. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Do the right thing. Stay loyal to the mission, loyal to each other. Uh, take initiative, accept responsibility. 
you know, believe like all these things that we talk about um, make up the framework of, of the foundation of the individual. Uh, and then the, the, at the front end, it's, it's, we all kind of do what we're good at. And would you say that's easier? I mean, follow-up question, I'm sorry, but would you say that's easier now because the culture is so strong that like that initial checklist, like yeah. your hiring process is so much faster now because people know. The culture maintains itself. Yeah. Like they know what to expect. Yeah. First like dude, one, right? pe people that wash out of our company don't, they don't wash out because I identify their weaknesses. Right. They wash out because the other team, the right. other team members do. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely easier when you get bigger, but it's also harder when you get bigger for other reasons, because you don't have, like, I don't have contact with the thousands and thousands and thousands of reps that work off site from us. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, um, it becomes more challenging when you expand in that way, but because the core values are so basic in terms of like, just doing the shit that I feel like, and I think everybody knows you should be values everywhere. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like it makes you bond. And because our mission is very clearly customer focused in anything that I'm involved in, um, I think we disproportionately provide value versus what we ask for in return. Yeah. You know, that makes it easier, but like, yeah, dude, in the beginning, when you're first starting and you're out there trying to build a company and you've got you, maybe a business partner, maybe one or two other people, um, that is the best time to start these things and to take them serious. But most people at that level don't take them serious because they, they are in such control over the day-to-day -day dialogue that they never systemize their culture. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, because, because yeah. it would just be me, you, and my dot in an office and I get to talk to you every day, we all inherently know what the culture is. So we never define it and we never define like how our core values and what we should operate and what our standards should be because we all know the standard, right? Mm. And this is the this is the paradox of being a small business person. You might have good culture right now because you've got three tight or four tight crew people, right? Yeah. But what happens when you take what happens if you were to take those four people and make them uh and and expand to 40 people today? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't control the culture with those four people. You cuz you couldn't there's not enough FaceTime to create it. So how do you create it? Right. And that's why you have to define it and build the system early. But the reason most people don't build it early is because they think they already have it. Mm. They're not thinking ahead. Yeah. They're not thinking big enough either. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, if you're the small guy right now and you're thinking, man, I really love to have a culture like some of these companies that I look up to do, um, the best plan is to start now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And be serious about it because, like, a lot of people don't take their system seriously when they're small, you know? They hire, it's me, you, and, and, and Madat here, and then we bring in Joe, and we don't like take it serious because we feel like it's a kind of a hodgepodge, small operation, and so it never takes, you know what I mean? And so what you have to do is you have to be a strong leader. Um, you have to be serious about it in the beginning, even when people will snicker and laugh and not, re and not really maybe take you serious. Yeah. You've got to force yourself, your will upon them in in the very beginning stages that this is the fucking way it's going to be. I had to do the same thing. Lost a lot of people that way. But if I hadn't have imposed my will that this was the fucking standard, we sure as fuck wouldn't be here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an involved question. <laughs> yeah. But I would say just like most things in life, the earlier you get on top of it, the, the earlier it gets in, you get a grip on it. Yeah, that's real. All right, question number two. 
So we've, we've all been there. We've all struggled, right? Um, when you encounter what may seem to be like a devastating loss, whether it's your job, your car, your spouse, whatever it is, right? What are some steps that you take to quote unquote bounce back, right? Like what, what steps would you suggest to somebody who just got done, you know, they just got fired from the vaccine mandate or, you know, they just lost a, a whatever it is, right? What, what would you say are the first steps to get back on track? Well, I think the first step is to understand that things change. I, I, I approach life understanding every day that things could change today. Mm -hmm. I've had, I had so many drastic things happen to me in very short amount of times over the course of my life. Like when I was stabbed or, um, in 2012, when they thought that I had a brain tumor and it turns out to be a cyst for two weeks, I thought I was going to die. So I've had these situations that, that have basically brought me to a realization that everything is fucking temporary. Even your life, your life is temporary. So <clears throat> with that being understood, it would be an ignorant thought uh, or an arrogant thought to think that hardships are not going to happen to you. They're going to happen to you. So you have to learn that this shit is going to happen. It's a part of life. It happens to everybody. Every single fucking human has extremely, extremely, extremely dark times, extremely challenging times, extremely hard times that they have to overcome. And that honestly is the meaning of life, in my opinion. The meaning of life is to overcome the obstacles and set the example for the next generation uh, to show them how you handle these things as they come. And we've done a very poor job of that as, as a society here in America, in my opinion. The entire society now is based upon this victim culture. Um, people compete over how bad their lives are online for attention. Um, everybody has a sob story that's worse than yours. And, you know, that's the instant gratification culture, right? Like if I could tell a sad enough story then I get more likes and like, right. bro, you're competing over who's the bigger bitch. Right. Let's be fucking real. Okay. The real champions, the people who fucking, you probably never hear about because they don't fucking cry about every little fucking hangnail that they get in their life are the people who win. And it's, and, and a lot of people think, oh, well that guy's a fucking billionaire. So he's probably never had those obstacles. No, it's just that he doesn't complain about them openly on the internet for fucking attention. Right. That's the truth. And so people who are high achievers, you know, one of my good buddies, David Goggins, a lot of you guys follow him. He's a fucking awesome dude. Uh, Goggins hates everybody. Okay. <laughs> I'm be real. He'll fucking tell you that too. Yeah. But in the same sentence, he's got the biggest heart of anybody you'd ever know. And you would have to understand that because that's why he puts the content out. He puts the content that he puts out. I put the content that I put out because I know it's fucking hard and I know it's going to be hard. And sitting here telling you, that it's not going to be hard is a lie. And that's what some of these guru fucks do. They go out there and they, they placate to your emotions and try to empower you, empower you yeah. to be vulnerable. And in reality, what they're creating is this victim culture that's fucking weak as fuck. Okay. And, and I'm not saying you can't be vulnerable. Like when I got fucking problems, I tell you about them. Yeah. Do I tell you about them? Yeah. I tell DJ about my problems all the fucking time. Do I get on the line and talk about the same problems and no. cry? No, I don't. Because you know what? Nobody fucking cares. And half the people that saw my shit would be happy that I had those problems. And, and then half of those half half of those people would then do things intentionally to create more of that for me. So a lot of you guys that complain online realize you're giving all the enemies that you have 
the exact recipe to fuck with you. Okay? Nobody can fuck with me because I don't let you know where I'm fucking soft. All right? Nobody fucks with Goggins because he's going to let you know where he's soft. We handle our own shit. We realize that shit is hard and we fucking tell you how to overcome it. So for me, it's controlling the things that you could control. The fucking whole world can fall apart. I can still control some basic shit. I can control how much fucking water I drink. I can control how much exercise I have. I can control what kind of information I put in my brain. I control what kind of food I eat. Those are the things that I am in control of every fucking day. Okay? Those things happen to be the foundation of creating structure and momentum in your life. All right? So my advice to anybody who's going through a hard struggle, to anybody who's have a devastating loss or a big uh, momentum change, you're, it's the opposite of what everybody else out there is telling you to do. Oh, take some time to fucking heal. No, um, I wouldn't take time to quote unquote heal and sit on the couch and stuff your fucking fat face with a bunch of fucking bullshit because by the time you wake up to what's going on, you're 50 pounds more down the wrong way, okay? Your momentum is stopped. And in my opinion, this bad shit happens to everybody, okay? So the, the best thing that you can do is to wake the fuck up, do the things that you can do to get better and realize like, fuck, dude, that, that stung a little bit, but I'm gonna be all right and push through. And like, dude, that's hard to do when you have, uh, you know, a tremendous fucking life-altering loss. But it's also the hardest things to do are the most important things to do. Mm. And that's, as far as I can tell, a fact of life. You know, the hardest things that you think are, or, or the, the thing you don't want to do most is usually the thing that will help you the most. So control what you control. Realize it's not just you. Don't be a fucking victim, all right? And, and use it as a test. Like, hey, lots of other people have gone through the same situation most likely. What did they do, right? Like, I know this. I know this advice that the internet gives and that the world gives is counterproductive as fuck. Dude, when I went to Billy G's a couple weeks ago and I saw everybody there 100 pounds fucking 50 pounds overweight from what they were, it woke me to fuck up. Most people right now are sitting on their ass. Licking Mo wounds, yeah. Bro, yeah. bro. And you guys are building a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger mountain that you're going to have to fucking deal with eventually. So my advice was being somebody who's built these mountains and had to overcome them over and over and over again. It's not like I never did this, bro. I'm talking about this because this is how I used to fucking do it. Yeah. I used to follow that advice. Oh, dude, take some mental health breaks and chill. And, and dude, you know what happened during those breaks? I got worse. I got fatter. I got broker. I got lazier. I developed bad habits. And that made my whole life worse. And then I had to deal with more of the shit I created because I followed the advice of some fucking weak-ass motherfucker. So my advice, control what the fuck you control, minimize the damage, and fucking keep moving forward. And bro, that is real shit, period. Like, you could think that's harsh. You could think that's emotionally insensitive or it lacks empathy or whatever else these motherfuckers are telling you. But I'm going to tell you right now, you follow what I just said versus following what they just said, you're going to be a better spot. Fuck. I think, I think, guys, you're listening. Pause this shit right now. Share this fucking show right now. Yeah. Holy fuck. Well, fuck. <laughs> I mean, bro, it's the truth. No, it's, it's definitely People the truth, People don't like man. the truth. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. All right. <clears throat> Question number three. So, and it's funny because I, I had a couple of these questions, and we actually talked about this a little bit in the locker room this morning with Chris. What's your biggest advice to a brick and mortar business that's struggling to keep up with the big box stores and online bullshit and 
What's your biggest advice for mom and pop who are just trying to fucking make it through right now? Mm -hmm. what, what would you say your, like, quick synopsis? What's the biggest piece of advice you got to them right now? All right, dude, it's real simple, okay? The more technology takes over, and make no mistake, what's happening in society right now is designed to put small business out of business, to move all the customers into digital, and to really crash the local economy so that all the people who used to live and thrive uh, and, and derive their income off that local economy now become dependent on the government. The rich people, the people who are already rich, are going to get a lot richer, okay? The people, the people who, are, who are already poor, they have no chance of getting any better under this, under this design that they're trying to push through, which, by the way, um, everybody should be paying attention to this global 15% tax that Biden's been talking about on TV because that will destroy the middle class completely. A lot of you motherfuckers think that's going to hurt people like me. It ain't going to hurt people like me. It's going to destroy the small business that does not have the margin, does not have the capability to pivot, doesn't have an extra 2,000 bucks in their bank account to make changes, which is most businesses, by the way. They will go out of business. So you motherfuckers better get real loud about rejecting that to the point of I wouldn't even fucking pay it if they fucking bill you for it. I refuse to pay it. But getting into what you can do to be offensive against this, understand a couple things. The biggest thing that you can have that they, okay, so there's two kinds of people, all right? There's people who buy for convenience, and then there's people who buy from people they love, all right? Amazon cannot make you love them because they're too automated. They don't have any personal touch. They don't have anybody that gives a fuck about you at Amazon. Is there anybody listening right now that thinks that anybody at Amazon gives an actual fuck about you personally at all? No. I already heard you. Yeah, play okay? crickets. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so the, so your only play is to go the complete other way. The complete other way is this: build real relationships with real people in real life. How can you do that in your small business? There's all kinds of ways. A lot of small business owners err on the side of being efficient with technology, and they believe that if they make their if they become more like Amazon. They get more business. Yeah. But let me tell you, you can't fucking compete with Amazon on Amazon's pace. So you have to be smarter than them and play a different game. And that different game is I'm a small business owner. I care about you. And I'm going to show you how I care about you by building a real relationship and doing that in real life, shaking your hand, giving a fuck about your family, giving a fuck about your kids, giving a fuck about the products that I sell you. All right. Guess what, guys? That takes a lot of effort. It's real hard to do. Okay, yeah. but you, you ain't ever going to be the more convenient option. And you're probably not going to be the cheaper option because you lack the buying power. So your only option as a small business owner is to get aggressive about building real relationships in your community, shaking hands, kissing babies, solving real motherfucking problems. That's the only way to compete with that. And by the way, this is what we teach in Arte Syndicate. Okay, a lot of people don't know our Ed Milet and I's business group, Arte Syndicate. What we do in that group, it's a, it's a group that has a, a membership is teach these kind of things, these kind of strategies. Okay. It's not just this rah-rah motivation group. It's totally deep, in in-depth, tactical fucking information on how to win in today's world by people who are actually doing this shit in real life. Okay. So uh I don't usually talk about my own initiatives, but a lot of people don't realize what Arate Syndicate's about. Um all uh, if you're not in it and you want personal develop information, um you should be joining because that's where it's at. And we go far more in depth than what we ever did with MFCEO project or any content for free. But, uh, but the point is, is that <clears throat> there's a million ways to do that. 
uh, and that could be a whole entire fucking five hour podcast. But you have to get creative on how you connect with your people. Uh, but I really, the answer to this is an ideology change. Quit trying to compete with someone you can't fucking beat, you can't compare with, okay? And start being your own thing. And because technology has gone so far to this, you know, you got Mark Zuckerberg saying meta and virtual reality. Dude, people don't want that shit. People don't want it, okay? And it's not just a little people. They, I saw a poll, it was 89% of people thought what he's doing is bad, okay? People, so what's that tell you as a business owner? It says that 89% of the people- I got customers. That's right. <laughs> that's want, real, think, yeah. want, want to support small business in real life and have real America and real all these things, yeah. okay? People do not want to go to this soulless fucking matrix world. And, and we're not going to go there. I can tell you right now, we're not. They are going to continue to try to force this shit. It's going to continue to get rejected, and it, it it's not going to work out well for these people. I'm just telling you that. But um, yeah. So real people, real relationships, solving real problems. Do that, you're going to fucking beat these guys. Well, guys, that's fucking three. So go pay the fee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's get it, guys. Um. I appreciate you guys sharing the show. Like DJ said, uh, we work this show completely on word of mouth. So if you learned something there, if it made you laugh, made you think, gave you a new perspective, uh, if it helped you, if you think other people will value you know, from it, just give us a share, dude. That's all we ask. All right, guys. I love you guys. Talk to you next time. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her own.